Hello people, welcome to the 30th episode of our podcast. Let's talk about Portugal versus France and Germany versus France. Let's start off with Portugal versus France. A brave display from both the sides. But, 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 yeah. A result which we did not expect. We thought France are going to dominate the game, which did not happen. Portugal were in the game too. Uh, Ronaldo scored two goals through the penalties. Yeah, and France even got a one penalty. Karim Benzema scored that in the 47th minute of the game. And we were just talking about how all the goals are coming from penalties, and there is like no genuine chances being created. Yeah. But yeah, it was it was a very interesting game to watch, and you know we saw a very balanced Portugal side, uh, and you know they actually impressed with their possession based, uh, you know, their control of yeah. possession in the midfield. I think they. Yeah. Did that much more than France, and that is why, of course, France were also brilliant when they had the ball. We saw Paul Pogba controlling most of that midfield. Paul but... Pogba was a beast yesterday. Ha ha. But, but, but can you? But can you negate Paul Pogba? You cannot. Oh, of course, of course, we cannot. We saw some of the balls even after so much of. Unreal. Unreal. Yeah, some of the. Some of the best balls, you, you know, he did that to pass it to be Mbappe. That that ball that was offside, but you know, uh, there, was there was there was an attempt that Pogba made on goal. Patricio <laughs> saved it. It was a double save. Uh, for Antoine Griezmann yeah. was rebound. Yeah, he also uh, tried. Man, yeah. I I will tell you, Rui Patricio. We <laughs> we don't talk about him much, and I'm not talking about this tournament. Like <laughs> that's not the context, but in general, whenever we're Appreciating footballers, especially from the Portuguese team, Rui Patricio often get, get, like it does. He doesn't get the recognition he deserves. Right? Even in the 2016 World Cup, I think he won the Golden Glove, right? And he was one of the key players that helped Portugal to the win, to, to the title, right? And even in this the, uh, 2016 Euros, my bad, not. Right? And in 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 this Euros as well, we saw yesterday a plus performance mm-hmm. from Rui Patricio. Right? In the, in the in that period of time, that is the, the most dominant period of football that France played between the uh, time, uh, in, in the time period between 70th and 80th minute, right? Those 10 minutes, it, they were very deadly, right? And they were having most of the position and they were creating chances after chances. Yeah. Mm. And, and, and in that period of time, France seemed, uh, the, it seemed that France would score a third goal, right? And we know how this French team works and uh, they are the world champions and could have been very difficult for, for Portugal to pull pull one back, right? Mm-hmm. And and in that period, Portugal defense had to be in their like in in their best form, right? The most mm-hmm. sharpest, and they were. And if it's it, it, I mean, and if it wasn't for uh, Patricio, I think mm-hmm. they would have conceded a goal. Yeah, he has been serving this team for so many so many years now, right? Rui Patricio yeah. is a veteran. And and we have never seen him play for a big, big club, right? In 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 uh, uh in, in terms of in, in club football, right? We haven't seen him play for a for some giant. Mm. And la- we have we Premier League fans have been seeing him in the Premier League. Uh <laughs> that was very trivial. Mm. Yeah. For Wolverhampton Wanderers, right? He is a very mm. important player for them as well. And I mm. think and I think uh, he's one of the reasons that the club finished in the top 10 for two consecutive seasons, if I'm not wrong. 
right mm-hmm. and and if it was it wasn't for him again i think wolves it, it was a very bad finish for wolves it could have been worse yeah yeah and another guy we in this season we saw the resurgence of many many good talent right mm. we we have talked about john stones right yeah. we have talked about andres christensen mm. right antonio rudiger luke mm. shaw mm. these players hakan uh, chalonolu even right yeah. and and one guy who was silently doing it he, he didn't get much attention because he was playing uh, in in the league un for lille and was the backbone of the title winning season was renato sanchez right mm-hmm. and renato sanchez back in the 2016 euros mm-hmm. he was he was he was this guy who suddenly who was who suddenly appeared in the portugal squad out of nowhere no one yeah. knew him mm-hmm. yeah no one knew mm-hmm. him and and he was this 18 year old guy and everyone was surprised to see him in the squad and he he, he got game time as well everyone mm. was like there there were players like murtinho right in in his peak william carvalho was still there and mm. an emerging bruno fernandes was there right mm. but renato sanchez got the nod from fernando fernando santos at that yeah. time and he had a very good tournament i think he was young player of the tournament right and mm. and after that there was this big money signing that came along his path uh, bayern took him right and mm. then for 3 4 years we saw we saw very less of him he was just dormant he was nowhere else. he was nowhere to be seen and everyone was like yeah three four match ka uska wo prime tha it, it, it was a one one tournament wonder and and in this tournament as well we saw that arguably the, the, the minutes he played yesterday and the minutes and the few minutes that that he played after coming on as a substitute in in the previous game mm-hmm. right it, it they it, like he was he, at, at that but whenever he was in the field he was the yeah. best portuguese player on the field right yeah, no yeah. doubt yeah. and what he, he has is a very deadly combination for a midfielder right he has that physical strength to hold off players and he also that has that trickery right so that yeah, yeah, yeah. players and uh, i just mm-hmm. yeah i, I just want to point out this uh, jose mourinho interview was and in that interview he was asked about uh, the portugal side and how they perform so uh, jose mourinho uh, replied he uh, Portugal were playing with ten men for their last two matches because Bruno Fernandes was nowhere to be seen. Mm. And uh, uh, see, I am a Manchester United fan. He mm. has done a lot for me. It's not that he doesn't play well, but yeah, sometimes you cannot see Bruno Fernandes on the pitch. Ah, yeah, and 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 I and I when when I saw the lineup yesterday, yeah, I was a bit shocked. Why isn't he there? But But yeah, but then when you think about rationally, you keep aside you you keep aside emotions and everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. Sanchez makes a better uh, case. Yeah, I, but but I would I would like to point out that uh, Sanchez actually was playing on the lower half of the pitch, right in the in the middle of the of the pitch. He, he was the, he was the engine. He was the yeah. Engine. He was the engine, and the trickery was done by actually it, he, it was done by Joao Moutinho, right? Because we saw. a good performance from joao moutinho too as uh, you know as as a bruno fernandes replacement i think he did a good job last game i will tell you, you know, i will tell you uh, uh, so to break it down in in the in the previous uh, episodes and and like uh, the uh, the matches that we analyzed the previous two games that portugal played we we have often said in, in our analysis that the double pivot of william carvalho and danilo pereira 
it's mm. often very limiting in the, yeah, in the uh, yeah, for yeah. for the attacking aspect of the team right yeah. because they are similar players yes danilo can play box to box right mm. but but i i don't think it's what he prefers right danilo is <laughs> is better is better in the, in the, in the lying pivot role and william carvelio is already there to do that right mm. and danilo i think in the first game against hungary right mm. that portugal won uh, 3 He, he he played box to box and he was good right mm. but but he is not that kind of a player that will give a good pass for 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 the wingers right mm-hmm. or yeah he he'll win the ball and he'll he'll just make a square ball or or a 2 3 yard pass that's what he does and that's why i think one of them had to be benched and yesterday we saw that william carvalho was benched and in, and uh, danilo played the pivot role and beside him renato sanchez was the box to box guy right and joao mutinho was was playing in the bruno fernandes role but but the difference between joao mutinho's role and bruno fernandes's role was bruno fernandes often isolates himself right and tries to do things and take take things on his own hand right joao mutinho has that experience he can he can actually join the midfield with the attack right mm-hmm. and he did that very well yesterday he he actually was the binding force between the forward line and the midfield yeah and the problem with bruno is <clears throat> he he is not the ball who is going to you know dribble three players and get into a make yeah. a wonderful run and then give a pass he is a player who will just get the ball and pick out a perfect pass that is going to open up the defenses but when you know when you are not habituated when that is that thing is not working when the passes are not working right so that is a time you don't see him that much because he doesn't have that much you know presence on the ball so as to say he doesn't hold up the ball he progresses the ball very quickly whereas joao mutinho he can he can hold on to the ball he can play passes which link up players more and i think that is a difference and i think it is a good decision by fernando yeah and, and and the thing is it's it's not only about in the previous games it was in the attacking half of the midfield it was bruno fernandes alone right yeah, and and yeah. in this game we saw that renato sanchez was also progressing that and and the kind he was getting into spaces that we are not expecting from someone like danilo pereira right yeah. and that's why we didn't see it in the previous game so it was renato sanchez was getting into spaces and Joao Mourinho was picking out good, good, uh, good balls to 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 play to the to his forward men, right? Yeah, and it yeah. was a wonderful combination. And I think it was also done because these three players are very uh, can play in a compact midfield, right? And and it was I think also done in the tactical uh, the tactical mindset behind this was to overload the midfield because uh, not only Pogba, right, but Kante and someone like Tolisso that played yesterday. Normally it's Rabiot. Right, but Tolisso played a similar kind of players. So to to counter that trio, they I think they played a lower lower midfield uh, based trio and not someone number ten like Bruno Fernandes. Yeah. And... Uh, yesterday, dude, see the the problem with Bruno is when he's pressed hard, he's mm-hmm. he isn't able to distribute the ball. उसको time चाहिए होता है. He has to look up. He need to. He ऐसा नहीं मतलब yeah he can he he can give a he can give a ten on ten pass just. एक बार शोल्डर उठा के देख कर बट अब दो ठीक है 
Yeah. And and that is where you see Bruno Fernandes performs well with teams who do not press. Uh, for example, the Tottenham side that Mourinho brought uh, for mm. the for the for the second match, not the first one. Uh, that but but then when you see him the but, but when you see him playing with Liverpool or, or City, ke saath bhi, yeah, yeah, yeah. you 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 never you never see him doing what he does with the smaller teams. Okay, and that is where his that is where he needs to change his game. He needs to improve because he he cannot hold the ball. You cannot rely on him to hold the ball. He is a free-flowing number ten. Uh, yeah. So yeah. And on the other Actually, hand, and in this competition, I think you know when Portugal need much more consistency, mm-hmm. and uh, given that they are going to face, I think Belgium in the round of sixteen, so that's a difficult game. I think Fernando Santos is going to stick to the. In you know tactics and team that he brought on against yeah, France, right? And but of course Bruno Fernandes can be brought on in the final minutes as an impact player, of course, yeah. because uh, Bruno Fernandes can, is an impact player. He has been the class yeah. player for Manchester United. We've seen that, right? Yeah. And you know, um, in the dying minutes, he can nick an assist or you know score a goal from outside the box. Those are those happen rarely, but they happen. You know, he produces them. You know, in the league, they do not have to rarely. They do not have to rarely. Yeah, I mean, uh, not a lot, but the thing is, he's that guy who's capable of doing such things. Yeah, I I, I meant that. Yeah, yeah. On his on his day, on his day, Bruno Fernandes can outclass anyone. But yeah, but those days, yeah, they happen. They happen, but they don't happen with the big guns. And and this is this is coming from a United fan. It, It yeah. I think he performed really well in the first game, but. You know, in the second game, we didn't see him. And I think Fernando Santos made the good, right decision to not change his play style up top, but change the guy who is up top, right? Yeah, yeah. I think that, that 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 is something you have to do. Even yeah, the versatility it, in the system wasn't uh, brought upon by any hmm. change in the system itself, but it was brought upon by the player. Hmm. Yeah, because yeah. Joao Moutinho, in, 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 like himself, is a very, hmm. very versatile player. But you know what? I just I just want to see Bruno play with uh, Renato Sanchez or Moutinho for once. Like, दोनों में से कोई एक with with uh, पीछे uh, Danilo. Uh, I I I I I want that midfield. कभी मेरे को नहीं पता रोड. It was I don't know. It, maybe, yeah, on maybe... paper actually that seems quite nice. The midfield of uh, suppose uh, Danilo, Renato, and Bruno, right? Yeah, but yeah, ha. Huh, but I think uh, it's kind of inevitable that we'll see Bruno performing right some some yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Right. Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and um, talking about the French side, they did not, you know, concede any goals from open play. As we saw, their defense was, you know, spot on. But you know, mistakes in the. In, yeah, in but, but then, and but then you cannot call it spot on, right? If, if yeah, it's not spot on. Man, man, but I, I think the first penalty, the first penalty, it was a bit questionable, wasn't it? No, man. No, no, no. That guy, like Lloris, I know he was going for the ball, but yeah. his arm was outstretched, and that was a violent collision. And I don't. Yeah, think... man, but but I I think that like it's my personal opinion, right? And. Hmm. Because like a goalkeeper is supposed to go with his arms stretched out, right? That's that's what he's supposed yeah, to do yeah, in yeah. such situation. And the, yeah, is the thing is he did not back out. Like if if you see the replay, uh, Hugo Lloris went with his elbow. Uh, when first first contact was with his fist, and then he went 
That yeah. actually induced the penalty call from the referee. The, hmm. it, it being dangerous, right? That that yeah, it was dangerous. Yeah, that 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 is a good shoot. And even it. even man, even the uh, for, uh, the uh, penalty that Benzema got in the first half, right? That was e- even more questionable. To be very honest, that that actually was questionable. Yeah, yeah, because Semedo was wasn't wasn't actually looking at the man, right? He was looking at the ball, right? Yeah. And the ball was going behind him, so he was looking at the ball, and then the collision happened. So yeah, man. So. Hmm. So I don't know. It, it was questionable because penalties, I, uh, penalties are match deciding. So just like in cricket, you get you give the benefit of the doubt to the batsman, right? Because a wicket is is match deciding. Yeah. And in, similarly in football, I think if if there's a if there's a doubt element, then yeah. I I don't think penalty giving a penalty is, is the right call, right? Yeah, yeah, it's true. And uh, you know. You know Ronaldo, of course, not not missing his chances and you know becoming the yeah man. You guy. don't expect him to miss, miss from the spot. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, and and un- actually... unlike some yeah. other goat. <laughs> yeah, he actually yeah. became the guy with the most number of international goals. Yeah. He's tied, tied up, tied up with the Iranian striker, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ali, uh, Ali, Ali, Ali Dai, Ali Dai, yeah. yeah. Hundred nine goals, and and is and uh, it would be, uh, it wouldn't be surprising that that he gets his hundred tenth in the very next game, right? Yeah, considering yeah. the way things are going and the way he is looking, you know, to put the balls yeah. in the back of the net. Thirty-six साल का हो गया है वो ठीक है इस thirty-six तो and he and he is the contender for the golden series. So that tells you a lot. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, for France, I think their star player was Paul Pogba, undoubtedly, man. Oh my you know. God, dude, that guy. Uska, matlab, if you just look at his plays, na, matlab, just single out his plays. Sometimes what happens when you're watching the game, you do not look at the chota sa nuances skills that he did. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just, I just, I just saw the compilation of, of certain bits and pieces of the things he did, and it, those are mind blowing, mind blowing. Pogba for this French side. More, more, most like very frequently, he doesn't play with the football. He plays with the defense, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, that's what he did yesterday. That's what he did in the other two games as well. And that's why I think he even won a man of the match, right? Mm. And yeah. and man, it's very, it's one of the most like pleasant uh, sights. Yeah. yeah, in in football to see Paul Pogba uh, doing wrecking, uh, wrecking, wrecking defenders. Yeah, two soldiers should. Sit at home and take notes, dude. How the yeah. fuck? The way you play ball, Pogba, you, sh- you should learn from. I Russia. don't know, man. I don't know. We we see like uh, there are games uh, for Manchester United where he does that, but mm-hmm. but I haven't seen any Manchester United Manchester United game where Paul Pogba has ever been this good, right? Yeah, ever. Yeah. True, ever. True. He actually, I think the way France sets up their midfield. 
of course Pogba has Kante to his left. He also has players to his front. So I think the way midfield is set up is very important. And for United, midfielders has always been a problem, right? Because they don't uh, have yeah. quality players alongside him. Of course, now Bruno has come. I in I I, I, I think it's 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 like it's it's a matter of confidence, I guess. Whenever he's yeah. playing for his nation, he has that extra bit of confidence in him, right? Mm. And mm. and I don't know, man. But I, I would be, I am like. Every football fan, I guess, wants to see this version of Pogba week in, week yeah. out in the Premier League. Exactly. Yeah. Fingers crossed this season is the season. Yeah. And this game yeah. was a game. This game was a game where finally Benzema found his form, right? So it started with, you know, netting the penalty that, that you know, you said was questionable. And then the second goal, man. I think that was really good. Really. Yeah, the, the second goal was actually good. Second goal yeah, was actually everyone, everyone, including us, we were criticizing Benzema for his yeah, performance against. After uh, after missing some hundred chances, he had to take that one, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, and, it was it was a good goal, no, right? Yeah, it was yeah, a very I mean, good goal. I think even the ball, if the assist was from Paul Pogba from yeah, the ground. Yeah, yeah. He he. So that's what he does sometimes. He drifted in, in, into the space created by uh, Kunde. I think it, it normally. Uh, Benjamin Pavard, but yesterday it was Kunde on the right, right, uh, right back position, and he he drew the defender and he drifted onto that right hand side, and he produced that ball to Benzema, yeah. right? Yeah, Be- like between the goalkeeper and the defender, and Benz- he spotted the run, and it, it and whenever Pogba spots a run, he more often than not finds the ball, right? And he did, and and it was an elegant finish from Benzema. We ex- we see that in the La Liga very frequently those finishes and. We were expecting to see such finishes in in earlier segments of this tournament, but uh, he but yesterday we finally saw it. Yeah, and you know with this result, France has stopped their group with five points, and they are going to face Switzerland in the knockout yeah. stages. Yeah, so that will be a you know another interesting match. Yeah, but France, man, I I am not seeing seeing that uh, fatal. What do they say? Uh-huh. The sharpness in the attack, yeah. right? I don't know what it is. I think I think Griezmann. I've noticed this. Griezmann is playing a lot deeper than he used to, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. and he he has been very good, like going up and coming down, right? In the in the defensive half, he's making tackles, right? He he work rate has been amazing, yeah. but I don't know, man. And Mbappe also, I think he he has missed now some three four chances in total. And yeah. hasn't even scored one goal in this tournament yet. And I don't know, man. Uh, it it looks a bit shaky, right? Mm-hmm. And and they have to. It's it's not not the French team we know. It's not not their best football that we have seen in this tournament. Yeah. And and I guess that if they have uh, to, uh, yeah, well, to save their credibility, right? And mm-hmm. and actually walk away with the trophy, they have to display better football than this. Yeah. And yeah, with that, I think we should be moving on to the next match. That is Germany versus Hungary. Yeah. And I and and I I should you know point it out that Hungary you know actually played really well. That Hungary team, man, they played well throughout throughout the tournament, right? All mm-hmm. the three games. Mm-hmm. Or 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 you know what you know what plot twist? Germany wanted to face England. That's why they drew the match. Came third. No? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't, I don't believe that is that that has actually happened in the dressing room. Yeah, I don't know. Dude. Might might happen. You never know. 
yeah. some mind games you know yeah but you know yeah if hungary this hungary side was in any other group yeah, they, yeah, would, yeah, yeah they would have yeah. qualified even in the last game against france they were yeah. they were solid right they created mm-hmm. chances even in the first first game against portugal the 3-0 scoreline wasn't even close to displaying how how uh, well hungary played it it wasn't a true reflection of that game these players are actually you know i've said that before they are so dedicated and passionate passionate whenever they even play, the fans I mean, fans man yeah i think that has a lot to do with how they especially how they defend i mean you see they conceded just uh, one goal against france that was uh, you know good defending on on their own and then again they had to hold off germany within a, you know even after germany were coming at them after going behind they did hold them off pretty well you know yeah. germany had to draw that match so i think uh, and we have seen how the german attack played against portugal see so, yeah. um, they had to defend very well against mm-hmm. these types of teams and i think that dedication was necessary for that yeah and there uh, and this striker i think adam shalai that guy yeah. has been brilliant right this this game also he scored a goal and throughout and assisted this, one yeah an assisted one and throughout yeah. this uh, tournament right this guy had been the star man for the team i must say because yeah he holding up the ball you know not giving up on that work rate this guy is 33 years old but still keeps on running at defenders and he know he knows that he's the only guy who is going to run at de- run at the defense because if the other guys do that then they would not be able to defend effectively right so mm. his work rate on the top half of the field for hungary has been exceptional and i think he he respect he deserves the respect of of the fans yeah and he uses his physicality very well i mean he puts it to such a good use holding the ball yeah, he almost then... bullies the defenders right yeah, yeah. So... and uh, you know we talk about holding off you know germany we saw how you know the portugal full backs were completely unable they were just trampled by this attack right and i if i look at this you know hungary defense the quality of the players is not even you know close to that of the portuguese players then you know, but i again man every player has uh, is better than nelson semedo i guess in the world <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean yeah but to to be fair right this this hungary defense just holding off the german defense it seems that requires tremendous amount of teamwork tremendous amount yeah. of work rate and coordination yeah. Yeah, yeah so i think a good very good job by the you know hungary side to draw with germany yeah so i think um, you know hungary is, they still have a you know pretty young squad i mean their main man the the um, striker that we talked about he is old but overall team is kind of young and they yeah. still missed uh, daniel slobosla in this tournament so we can expect to see much more from them in the upcoming tournaments right um, the way they the way they performed it was remarkable yeah and man as a chelsea chelsea fan i can't i can't just not mention kai havertz on the score sheet again right yeah. 
yeah and like in, in the start of the season everyone was writing him off right and everywhere it, it it was a waste of money and everything i i just i just said one thing that he's still young right that that's the thing he's still young that 80 million that 80 million investment that we didn't uh, put uh, uh, for for some 28 29 30 year old guy right he is 23 or 22 i guess 22 and he has been the best forward player for his nation in this tournament and and i'm compare and on saying that actually we are running comparisons with players like thomas muller serge gnabry leroy sane right mm-hmm. and and it, it is a great achievement for him he has got two goals and two assists in 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 the three uh, games right and I, i'm very happy for him very very happy yeah and the and the runs he makes right that is what makes runs, him yeah. so 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 threatening because the goal he scored right it was again from a you know norden you know at the end of his run and it was magnificent by cruz right but you know being there to trouble the defenders is a, is, is an aspect that many midfielders don't have these days and i yeah. think it is a very important part of his game And, yeah. he is he is very clever i guess right he yeah, he's a yeah. thinking thinking footballer he's very clever and he always uh, like troubles his the defenders with his movements we saw that against we saw that most like i guess the best display that he has put for chelsea put forward for chelsea was was against real madrid both the legs right yeah. especially the yeah. second leg he didn't score right and he actually missed missed a chance right and a one on one with with uh he bought foot right but but his his performance was very good man he had troubled nacho and uh, other milito time and time again with his movement right and that's what he does he, he, and that's what we saw in, in in the game against portugal as well ruben dias was having a very hard time uh, tracking his runs and that allowed players like ganabri to go in behind that allowed players like robin gosens from the left hand side to go in behind right mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and you know of course germany equalized with leon goretzka the substitute player and i think that was a brilliant goal that he scored right taking on defenders and you know actually leon goretzka is a guy that i believe should be in the starting lineup ahead of ilkay gundogan i'm i'm not just saying that this because he scored the goal but i i said this in the past as well before the tournament started that cruz or gundogan are similar kind of players right yeah they they are they don't have an engine in their midfield give even kimik could have been that player but kimik kimik is playing in the right 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 wing back position right yeah. and and because the system suits him well and there is no chance he'll play in the center uh, center uh, center center uh, center mid position because the guy who who is who can play in the right side that is cluster man actually he he got injured in training and is out of the competition right so i think in the next mm-hmm. match in the upcoming matches we'll see him make on the right side so i i think it it should be goretzka that that uh, should start alongside cruz and not gundogan because he's that engine and he's one guy he he's one guy that will complement toni cruz very well and i don't think ikar gundogan has been doing that in the like given the last three matches and you know gundogan he was i think he was picked because of his of course recent performance with man city that that in that team he of course has been brilliant and has been their scoring midfielder but 
yeah in this in this german side he didn't look too hot and it, it was a good job by the manager to change him out and yeah, i think this is this is uh, the reason why germany actually were able to you know salvage something from that game because it was a do or die game for them right and if if they would have lost they would they would have been seeing the exit door and i think i, yeah, I think they would be finishing fourth yeah so that would that would have been a disaster and you know we actually uh, germany came into the competition with a pretty bad run of form and stuff right with the yeah. players not performing very well in their individual leagues and stuff okay low being questioned again and again yeah right. and uh, we were you know predicting that germany would struggle to qualify and all that but the when the competition started we didn't feel that right we yeah. actually you know we're seeing very good performance from from germany even football, the match they lost football, even football. the match they lost 1-0 against france that was you know france had to defend continuously defend very well and germany created a lot of chances and you know could have you know drawn or won the game if it was that day so i think uh, germany have been playing a very positive brand of football in this competition in these group stage games so it would have been actually very disappointing to see germany uh finish fourth in this group right and uh uh that the drama that it created right so uh when hungary scored one goal then kai havertz equalized and then again uh, they conceded another goal so the the drama it was like immense and uh, ultimately leon goretzka he came on i think at the substitute and scored that goal that takes them to the Uh, round of 16 so that was pretty dramatic in it on its own but and and you, you, you know what is more interesting germany are going to face england as we already mentioned and i think you know it's going to be very difficult for england you know we can i think we can all agree on that the kind of performance england has shown i think it is going to be a difficult match for them and one of the game which you england usually ends up losing right in in international competition so yeah but uh, mm-hmm. you know just just to you know point it out that in all the three games that this hungary side has played they were never embarrassed right considering the, all the predictions we we predicted them to you know like not not do anything right in this in this yeah. tournament but they were never embarrassed yeah uh, and again. we did that because they don't have the roster to yeah, yeah. Show. but the the team play and the dedication first that took them to everything they did and uh, you know they could have clinched a win against in either maybe france or germany and that would have taken them to the round of 16 so hungary really brought that uh, element of unpredictability to this group of death yeah and made this group you know so much more interesting so much more deadlier yeah deadlier. <laughs> yeah so yeah, so with that i guess we'll end this episode here and we have guys the knockout coming up yeah right and we are all very excited about seeing our beloved teams battle it out right and so guys keep listening to us we have we have a lot of fixtures to be doing upon Bye bye for today. Take care.